don't you just let me do the intro? It's going to be easy breezy, Bae. short and simple. You taking over this one. So to the point. Ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the queen. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. The queen is here. <laughs> the queen is here. So as we, uh, as y'all already know, throughout this month of May, I have had the privilege um, and the honor to be able to have uh, different women that have impacted my life, um, the mothers in my life. And so this is the final Monday of this month of May, and it would not be right uh, for me to end this in this series of conversations without having the queen. The queen. That was um, a very politically correct statement he just made. <laughs> I am honored to be here. Like I don't I don't think that just because I'm your wife that I should automatically be a part of the podcast. Like I don't think that. I get excited every time he asks me. It's usually about once a year. So that one time a year I'm super excited. <laughs> Thank you for the underlying shade there. And uh, but um, this has been for those that are listening, those that are watching and you might not have been watching this series um, throughout this month. This has been a time where I believe throughout this month has been the month of mothers. Yeah. Um, this is the Mother's Day month. It's been so um, good. By and the way. so it, it, thank you. It's honey. been really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, been able to learn. And this is the context of it is learning. Um, a mother's story. Um, And so we've started with different ones and now we get a chance to learn your story. Oh my goodness. As a mother. I don't think they're ready for my story. (laughs) This is going to be good. So if you're listening to this, hold tight. We're about to dive in and I'm very, very excited. I am too. I'm glad you're here though. Can we have fun though? Like, can we just like... Yes. 
Yeah, I mean... Let the this, wind blow through our hair. So the difference between anybody else that has been on the podcast uh, throughout this month and my beautiful wife is that no one else could take over. This is the thing. I don't want to go back, like, too, too far. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, that's that just would be... I feel like that would be long and drawn out. But one of the things that I do want to say that I feel like is important to note is... We waited before we had kids. Like, we waited a good five years before we had kids. And we did that intentionally. Like, our first son was almost planned almost to the day, really. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, so glad we did that. We planned it out like that. And I don't regret it. I feel like that first five years, it was an important space for us to have a chance to really get to know each other not just as friends because we were friends first but really get to know each other as husband and wife so yeah yeah, we waited before we had kids and that was one of the best decisions i feel like we made the thought process behind doing that waiting was to give us time to get to know each other um you know yeah we had dated and you know all those pieces but it's a dynamic of a difference yeah you know when, when now you're living together living together and now you are married and you know all picking those pieces up socks so, well off the flow okay yeah uh, we're not gonna go there <laughs> so you know but that dynamic is different, it's different. so we want we chose to like you said intentionally wait mm-hmm. um, because we wanted to give us the time to become and merge and deal with right. whatever intro stuff that was going to happen. Right. Um, really so become one. Right. So we wouldn't have to do that while we're trying to raise a child at the same time. Yeah. Because it was a um, it was a rough oh five man, years. Listen, listen I want to I want to throw this in very quickly for those that are listening and watching. I take my hat off to the people that walk in the door. With, with, children. A, with a child, mm-hmm. um, you know, either blended family, blended family mm-hmm. or you're talking about, you know, your first year, y'all end up having a baby, yeah. you know, trying to do the baby part and trying to figure out this marriage at the same time yeah. is very, it's a lot. It's, it is I a lot. Imagine. I want to, I want to start by asking how were you, where were you, where was your heart? Where were you? How did you feel when you first found out you were pregnant with Junior? It was, it was just a feeling that I cannot even really articulate because we waited. There was such a buildup and anticipation of being parents that when I found out, like I can't even really remember if I knew before I knew. I just remember the feeling of, I just felt so full, mm-hmm. like when we would go to our doctor's appointments and we would get, like I was so into downloading the apps where they show you, okay, at this phase, it's like the size of a a raisin and then a grape and then an orange. Like everything was so exciting. Even yeah. the smallest thing yeah. was so exciting. So I just remember my heart feeling so full, like I'm about to be this kid's mom. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just an amazing, amazing feeling. Yeah. Now, with Zay, it was not so strategic. Zay snuck up on us like a robber. <laughs> Zay just straight <laughs> snuck up on us. So with Zay, I absolutely had to change my frame of mind from one to two. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a totally different feeling because I was not expecting him. Right. 
So it was, I was very emotional, mm -hmm. but more so like not always positive emotions because it was more like, how am I going to handle this? Yeah. Going from one child to two, two children, working full time, still got to be a wife, you know, still have to do all the things times two. Yeah. So that's, I feel like when I had the mind shift. So I got to wrap my mind around the fact that I'm about to be a mother of two. And they were like, what? Uh, it was a year and a half apart. But when he came, it was like my world just totally turned mm -hmm. upside down because I saw a part of me in him that I had not seen in so long. Like he, mm. like there's a part of his personality that comes from me that is just like, oh my gosh. Wow. And it reminds me so much of my brother because me and my brother were like this growing up, my, my younger brother. Well, he's not younger than me, but I have two brothers. Right. So the younger of the two, mm -hmm. we were always like this. And so I would see a lot of him in my son and it would just bring back memories. Yeah. So all of the fear and the worry and the anxiousness and can I do it, it just went away once he got here. I mean, right. it just immediately went. And I'm like, this is my dude. As they got older, now we, we're implementing new things in our life. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that we have two boys, um, but now God has now introduced business ideas and, mm -hmm. you know, new type of forms. How did every how did that start it? Because it was already changing. Our lives was already yeah. changing now because yeah. we had two sons. Yeah. But and then at that time we were still doing uh, ministry. Yeah. We were still doing the youth ministry. So with all of those different pieces and all these changing parts, when the business portion came in, and all of the momentum was still happening, the boys are getting bigger and all these. How did now, What? where were you then at that place? Because now it's a whole nother level of, you know, the Salt Society is now introduced right, right. And, and all of those pieces. What what happened with you in that moment? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is something that I definitely wanted to, um, wanted to talk about and touch on. And that is once we became business owners, mm -hmm. we were kind of like in a, in a weird transition at that time because it was a lot of um, personal family things going on not with our immediate family but with just with some other family members we had to take in some children mm -hmm. so it was just a weird it was a weird time frame and when I say weird I say that because it was good things happening right and it was bad things happening all at the, all same, at time. the same time yeah. so it's like as soon as you get a feel like you get a handle on it like here comes something kind of negative happening. Mm -hmm. So it was just a weird transition during that time frame. We took some kids into our care for, I don't know, like six or eight months. Mm -hmm. When they left, that is when I realized, okay, some changes have to take place okay. in my life because I knew that I was not in the place that I needed to be. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was not where God wanted me to be. And so I transitioned. I worked full time for a long time and I decided to transition out of that. And I say transition because <laughs> I don't tell nobody that I quit my job. Right. First of all, she's not a quitter. Mm -hmm. She's a go getter. OK, she's not a quitter. <laughs> That's number one. And B, I put in like a good, strong 
18 years right. into my career. Right. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears for 18 years. Mm -hmm. So I like to look at it as, you know, just took early retirement. Mm -hmm. The girl just took an early retirement. I moved on from that and I decided to be a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and focus all of my effort and my energy into doing that as well as working on the business of Salt Society and by far the best decision I've ever made. Like I was, I was really, I was sitting on Bliss Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Like I was over here straight up on Bliss Boulevard. I was getting up, making homemade, fresh, baked bread for breakfast. At lunch, I was mailing out orders for Salt Society. Mm -hmm. At dinner, I had the meal on the table five o'clock p.m. on the dot. Like, I was really living my best Susie Homemaker life. Like, Susie Homemaker had nothing on me. Right, right, right. Then all of a sudden, fell on a day. <laughs> <laughs> fell on a day, people, where things just changed. Mm -hmm. And my husband came home, and he says, you know, it's time for us to transition. And I'm like, transition? Like, who... Who leaves Bliss Boulevard? Like, we on Bliss Boulevard. Why would we, why would we leave Bliss Boulevard? Mm -hmm. But this is the thing. I knew that it was coming. Mm -hmm. God had already showed me. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, okay, it's only a matter of time before this happens. But in the back of my mind, I was like, like, like for real, like right now? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just getting into a good flow with my kids and we got the homework scheduled down. We got the family scheduled down. We got the business get like, I was just felt like I was hitting my stride. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in my zone. Right. And it was like, right. okay, now you in your zone. Now it's time to zone out right. over here. <laughs> and so that was hard for me. I mean, that was really, really a hard pill for me to swallow because I felt like how can it get any better than this? Mm -hmm. But I know that God doesn't make mistakes. Right. And I know that his word is true. He can't lie and he can't change. Mm -hmm. And I know you heard from God because the fact of the matter is I heard it too. Mm -hmm. So it was just a matter of me getting myself to the point where I could see us mm -hmm. the way that God saw us. My sphere was so much smaller than the plan that God had for us. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really do a mind frame shift. The fear for me was for so many years, I had put ministry over my family. I had put ministry, which was my job. Mm -hmm. That was my, that was my full-time job. Mm -hmm. I had put ministry in front of my family. And I'm saying that because, well, let me say this, because I know the devil is real mad. He's very upset right now. And I don't want to give him any place. Nobody held a gun to my head. I was not held at knife point mm -hmm. to work where I was working and to do what I was doing. I put that mm -hmm. pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. I put myself in that position where I was putting my job before my family. Nobody else did that to me. And so when you talked about transition, I, I was kind of having flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, how is this going to be any different from what I just left? Mm -hmm. Like, I just left that so I could 
be a mom first and a wife first and an entrepreneur. And now I feel like I'm going backwards. Mm -hmm. And what I heard God say to me was the choice is yours. Mm -hmm. Like the same way you put yourself in that situation, you took yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. Now going into this transition, where are you going to place yourself? Mm -hmm. Cause nobody else is, can place you anywhere right like you real real grown <laughs> so can't nobody place you nowhere right <laughs> it's just a matter of how are you willing to frame your reality and so that's when i started saying okay how i see this situation is really up to me mm -hmm. i could look at it as a negative thing or i could look at it as God is just expanding us right. and he's growing us and he's showing us how to be multifaceted. I know that as a mom, my kids are watching me and it's important not only for me to follow your lead mm -hmm. as the, as my husband and as the head of the house, but it's important for me, for them to see me. Mm -hmm. It's important for them to see me follow your lead because they watching they like okay y'all saying y'all believe in god but and this is a faith move so what are how y'all gonna handle this like how are you gonna i know you're sad about it mommy but how are you gonna handle it yeah and so i had to keep that in mind when i'm making my decisions and when i'm doing my everyday stuff like my boys are watching how i'm gonna go through this situation the thought that comes to mind um surely when we're talking about your story as a mother, I think about in this major transition that's happening, uh, in the midst of the transition, we've been going through this, I guess you would say, a little bit of departure or separation for yes. a time. Um, yes. And so what has, on your end, is there a way that you want to say on this next level, um, in this time period, have you been thinking about, okay, on the next level, this is how I really want this picture to look, you know, not just in reference to the ministry aspect of it. I'm not, I'm talking about in the house. This is where I want this new field to be for my kids or mm -hmm. for our relationship or whatever. Like, have you envisioned what that will look like going forward? Actually, yes, I have. And part of it, part of why I have is because of the separation. Mm -hmm. So like we, you know, we have this, thing where we do family night on Fridays and we have time together and, and we really love that. Like we all really enjoy it. We take turns picking a movie. We have snacks on snacks on snacks. Like we just laugh. We dance at the end. We have a dance party. Like it's a whole movement. It's yeah, like a whole literally. thing. Yeah. And so when you, when you left and went ahead of us to kind of prepare for us to come, we tried to keep it going. We would do the FaceTime, the movies on the FaceTime and, we really tried to keep it going, but it just was not the same. Yeah. And I could see the shift happening in my kids. Like, okay, this is more important than me. And one of the, I, I really want to talk mm. about this too, because I don't subscribe to the notion that kids should be seen and not heard. Like, I really feel like having an open communication with your children is so important, even if you don't like what they say. Right. Like even if they saying something that you don't agree with or mm -hmm. you didn't mm -hmm. you didn't raise them to talk like that. Yeah. Like it's so important for us to have conversations with our kids. And so one of the things that I started doing, especially with my oldest son, especially mm -hmm. with Jawan, 
is asking him questions. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about going to church? How do you feel about your dad being a preacher? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about your mom being a business owner? Like, how do you, you tell me how you feel. Like, don't worry about getting in trouble. Just tell me how you feel about it. And he has shared some things with me that have kind of like hurt my feelings a little bit. Cause it's like, you know, I don't like going to church. And I'm like, you don't like going to church. Now, if I had to say something like that <laughs> to my mama, it would have been, ah, first of all, and nobody asked you, right. nobody asked you what you like, <laughs> okay? Second of all, I don't care if you like it or not, you're going. Right, right. But then we, tr- we try to figure out why when they get older and they have the power to choose for themselves, they say, I ain't going. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. not going. That was an obligation when I was younger. Right. I'm out. But the more, okay, he said that. He said what he said, but the more you dig and the more you dig and the more you dig and let them talk, mm-hmm. then you realize, well, it's boring. And I don't even know what they're talking about. Okay, so now we get into the root of it. Right. It's not right. that you don't like church. Yeah. You don't understand what's being taught. Mm-hmm. So what that's saying to me is we got to go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ain't that you don't like church. That yeah. was just, that, that was your first reaction because mm-hmm. now you feel like you got to compete. Right. With the church for your dad's attention. Mm-hmm. You got to compete with the business mm-hmm. for your mom's attention. Yeah. So it's like, I don't like it. Yeah. But no, you, it ain't that you don't like it. If you really get down to the root of it, you don't really understand it all. Mm-hmm. And that we could work with. Right. We could work. We, we could help you understand this mm-hmm. a little bit better. I realize that this transition has been a lot harder on them mm-hmm. than I think we anticipated. Yeah. It was like, okay, we go knock these three months out. Right. We'll be back together. But now it's like a shift mm-hmm. has taken place. And it's like, well, daddy's always on the phone talking to somebody. He's always at church talking to somebody. Mom's always working. You're always on your computer. You know, you're. And so if I take the emotions out of it when i say take the emotions out like okay yeah my feelings is hurt that you Mm -hmm. feel that way but just separate that for a minute Mm -hmm. and really look at what he's saying what he's what it says to me and what the translation is okay the quantity of time may not be able to change right now Mm -hmm. because a business is like a baby Mm -hmm. the ministry that we're transitioning to is is in um it's in a transition mm-hmm. in and of itself. Right. So that's like a baby. You know, you got to put more time. Mm-hmm. You got to put more energy right. and effort right. into it. So the the quantity of time may not change, but the quality need to need to we need to step our game up. Yeah. And yeah. what that says is during family night, we can't be on our phone. I can't right. be working on my website while the movie's on. Yeah. You can't be counseling somebody right. during family night. Right. Like, because now it's like, well, dad, we supposed to be together. We ain't even really together because daddy on the phone and mommy on the computer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now when I spend time with you, it needs to be all about you. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? Like, let's hang out. You want to watch a movie? I'm noticing that when their love tanks are full, they ain't hardly worried about no other tanks. Mm-hmm. Is when they tank is not full. Yeah. And I'm looking at you over here filling up this ministry tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you over here filling up this business tank. Every time I turn around, you filling that tank up. Right. But what about us? Yeah. So now it's like, I don't like church mm-hmm. because you feel like you got to compete with church. Mm-hmm. When really, you don't have to compete with nothing. I left my job for to, to, to do what I'm doing right now, which yeah. is to be with you and to serve you in this season in my yeah. life. So it's 
it's just a matter of shifting the perspective of quality versus quantity. What's the quality? How am I as a mother with quality time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I spending real quality time with my children? Yeah. And if I am, then there's no guilt involved Mm -hmm. when I got to work overnight on the business because your tank is full. Yeah. Your tank is full. I think Jawan, he needs that that little bit of reassurance, whereas Rocky may need a little bit more Mm -hmm. reassurance. But both of them, both of them need it. And and that's why I want them to always feel open enough to tell me I'm not getting what I need Mm -hmm. from you. They may not say it like that, Mm -hmm. but in essence, I'm not getting what I need from you as a mom. I had a conversation with my mom. Okay. I'm saying conversation. It was more like a confrontation but i'm still scared to say that i confronted my mom and i'm real 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 grown right but it was kind of it was a conversation but i wanted to tell her something that had happened to me when i was younger but i was so terrified and i literally just told her mm-hmm. last year and so one of the things that i shared with her and i remember me and me and my my younger brother were like this mm-hmm. he struggled a lot in school like mm-hmm. a lot a lot he just he just struggled and you could tell that he was really giving his best effort, mm-hmm. but he just school was just was not his thing. Mm-hmm. So anytime he would pass, anytime if he got a C, mm-hmm. he was get Jordans, he was get starter jackets, he would get parties, like he would get all kind of stuff. Right. Cause right. my mom would be so happy that he, that did. he got yeah. that C. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, if I got a C I was on punishment. You mm-hmm. better believe I was on punishment. Mm-hmm. I was grounded because it's like, you know better and you could do better. Mm-hmm. But which, I mean, I, I got that. Mm-hmm. But when I got the A's and the B's, I didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, I'm so proud of you. Good job. I just did not mm-hmm. get that. Right, right. And so I told her, like just told her last mm-hmm. year. And I said, mom, that hurt my feelings. Like I, I feel like I needed more from you mm-hmm. in that way. And I could tell when I was telling her that it stung a little bit, mm-hmm. like it stung. Yeah. And one of the things that she said was, she said, I knew that you were the one that was gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, I knew you was gonna be all right. Like you'll bounce back, mm-hmm. you know how to move and shake in the world, like you're not gonna be hustled. Like I knew you would be okay. Mm-hmm. So I, because I knew that, I put more effort and energy and time into the ones that I felt like if Mm. I didn't do that, they wasn't going to be okay. And so that was her answer. Mm -hmm. And I still kind of felt like, well, I understand why you did it. Mm -hmm. But, and I wasn't trying to make her feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. The reason Mm -hmm. why I even brought it up is because those very things that she was doing I see myself doing yeah. with my children. Right. Like, right. okay, this one, he gonna be all right. Right. Like he got it. Mm-hmm. He know how to talk to people. He know how to move and shake. He mm-hmm. definitely not gonna be hustled. Right. This one over here, I gotta work with him right. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I gotta, you know, he need this. But just because he doesn't need what he needs mm-hmm. doesn't mean he doesn't need something. Yeah. Like he still needs something. Right. And so when she told me that, 
I said, I asked myself this question. Now, this question right here, most parents, they're not going to ask this question. At what point are you going to take ownership mm -hmm. and responsibility over the decisions that you make? Right. Yes, that happened to you. Yes, that was a part of your history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you still had a choice, sis. Like, I still had a choice. Mm -hmm. I did not have to. Yeah, that happened to me. And yeah. it hurt. Right. It hurt real bad. Yeah. And it wasn't no major tragedy, but it hurt me. Yeah. But this is the thing. I knew how that felt. Mm -hmm. I knew how I felt when that was done to me. Yeah. And I still made the choice to do that to my son. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of, oh, mom, it's because of you that I'm the way that I am. Right. No, right. it was more, the, the purpose of the conversation was more about, I want you to take ownership over the fact that this hurt me. Mm -hmm. I, want, I want you to know that this hurt me and recognize that this decision that you made, it was just not, it was a bad choice. Right. You made a bad choice. Now I'm finding myself making those same bad choices but I don't have anyone to blame mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but myself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I still have a choice. And so I wanted my mom to know that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that because I do it, that is your fault. I just want you to acknowledge my pain yeah. as my mom. Yeah. And so recently, now that was last year. Mm -hmm. Recently, my mom wrote me a letter. Mm-hmm. And she emailed it to me. And then she called me. It was like, read it over the phone. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean over the phone? Like, what? Right. And I read that email, that letter, and it was the most beautiful letter I have ever read. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't real long. It was short and sweet. But it just, in that moment, I felt like, okay, she heard me. Like when we were sitting at that table, even though it was like she had a little pinch. Right, right. But she heard what I said. Mm. Like she heard my heart. Yeah. Me and my mom is like this. Yes. Like nothing <laughs> can separate us. Not even death can separate me and my mom. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a confrontation like, let me tell you how, how you messed up my child. No, right. it was like, mom, this hurt my feelings. And I was like scared to say it. <laughs> but I'm so glad I did. Mm -hmm. Because we were able to bring that thing back around. And now I'm trying to teach my kids the same thing. Yeah. Tell me how you feel, even if it hurts my feelings. Yeah. Because I don't want you 40 years from now saying, I'm mad at God. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in God. Right. I'm definitely not going to church mm -hmm. because the church is what broke my family up. Right. Mm -mm. I don't want that. And that's not to say that that. Won't happen. But I don't want to be the reason. Right. Yeah, some things is like, because I said so, like parents, they in this thing now, you know, do mm -hmm. it because I said so. I don't have right. to explain everything to you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is right. You mm -hmm. don't have to explain everything to your kid. Right. But when it comes to God, it mm -hmm. can't be you go to church because I said so. Right. Like we got to give them a foundation. Why do we believe in God? Yeah. Why do we feel like God is real? Mm -hmm. How do we know God is real? What has he done for us that shows us that he's real? Yeah. Like, why is it that we have a relationship with God? Why do we go to church so much? Mm -hmm. Why do daddy have to be on the phone talking so much and counseling people? Like, let's have the real conversation. Don't just say, oh, you going to church 
because I said you're going to church. Right. Then you wonder why they don't like going to church. <laughs> like, come on. Right. No, I'm with you. Come so, on. I think I think this is a, a portion where I don't want I don't want people to miss out on. Mm-hmm. Because this dynamic that you're talking about is a very vital, important part. Yeah. I believe of parenting in general absolutely um, is making sure that you have this open line of communication. Yeah. Um, I think you know. I think you know we, when we look at me and you have talked about this before in reference to just our relationship and our you know in reference to marriage in general. That at every season of our lives. We need to come back to the table Mm -hmm. and say, okay, where are you in this season? Like, how can I love you in this season? Or how can I pour into you in this season? And I think we don't look at that across the board um, in the same way. It's like, no, your child at the same time is growing. Exactly. And they have different seasons. And they have different experiences. Um, And so I don't want us to like run past that point and mm-hmm. miss that because that's important mm-hmm. um, that we make sure that we're communicating, we're sitting down, having these real conversations right. with our children um, so that we can understand where they are. I think sometimes we, we, we go through life and then when negative experiences happen or something bad, then it's like, let me talk to you. So let's right. sit down. Now right. let's have a conversation. It's like, no. Yeah, after you done crossed the threshold, after right. you done just ran all the way out. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they won't ever do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is there's a lot of things that you can be able to negate or get them out of or walk them out of thought process situations or whatever just having real life conversations with them also when i don't want to walk past this point which i think is also very important we have to remember no one understands your plan but you Mm -hmm. so as a parent your thought process how you think how you're comprehending this thing called life and what you're, how you're planning on doing whatever. I'm doing this one for this one because of X, Y, Z. I'm doing this for this one because of X, Y, Z. The only person knows that is you. Right. right. Um, so when you have a child that's now, you know, you know, doing all that they that you're training and teaching them to do and doing, trying to do it at the best of their ability, they're not getting any form of acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, you know, it's they, sometimes it can, as they get older, they can feel like, man, you kind of shaded me. Like I was doing everything you asked, but you never said anything. I think that that's important that we make sure that we're not going to love you the same, but I can love you equally. Right. Right. So the way I'm going to love you is going to be different than the way I love you. Right. But I still can love you equally. Right. So the same way I'm applauding you, I can applaud you too. Right. Um, Maybe just in a different way. Just in a different way. I I was having a conversation with my mentor. And this is a sidebar. Everybody needs a mentor. Like everybody. Lottie, Dottie, everybody. I don't care if you're a business owner or not. Like you need that person in your life that can mentor you. Now you can't have mine. That's why I'm not saying his name. He's booked and he's busy. <laughs> Shout out to my mentor. You know who you are. But he was at, he asked me a question the other day. He said, why is it that so many young people feel the need now all of a sudden they got to go to therapy? Everybody got to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And so I said, simple. Because we couldn't talk to y'all growing up. Right. You better not tell no mother, especially a black mama, 
that you did something wrong, baby. You gonna get this. You gonna get this leather. You you gonna get this pressure. You gonna get this pressure. Like you just could not. You could not have conversations about how you really felt right. with your parents. And so he was like, first, you know, he, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. he tried to kick it back, right, right. but I kicked it right back to him because that's what I do. <laughs> I kicked the ball right back to him. And he was like, you know what? Oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. He said, you're right. You, you know, you, he said, you're right. You, you, you couldn't tell your mother that you did something wrong because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I'm a single mom. I'm out here doing the best I can. And you are, but you didn't get everything right. Mm-hmm. And it's like the quicker we can sit down and have those conversations, the better off the family unit will be. Yeah. We have a different, I don't want to say a perspective when it comes to reference to therapy and different things like that. Um, we believe in the context of it. Uh, you know, Absolutely. And so, you know, even, you know, we, we believe in that. We'll hit that and keep moving. But I do think that if we set the stage as a parent, that you can be able to be open and transparent and in those conversations not feel like what is being said to you is saying to you that you're not good enough. Right. Exactly. I think exactly. then at that point we can have a real good conversation mm-hmm. and you can really hear mm-hmm. what your child is really saying. Because that's probably what the translation is for the parents. Right. Is like what you're saying is I wasn't good enough. Right. I wasn't a good enough mom. And yeah. that's just not the case. Right. It's There's not... so many things that our parents did right. Right. Here's the other piece. If I'm training my child how to learn how to communicate open and honest with me as a child and I'm raising them in this type of form, then as they get older, not only is they when their time is to be a parent or whatever that is, they can continue that same kind of conversation with theirs mm-hmm. but most importantly as they get older they'll they they will learn how to communicate right effectively effectively so if you're a parent that's watching this uh you might be a parent that's listening to this um and you might be saying to yourself i ain't did that i like i ain't never sat down and just had a conversation with my child um you know i would recommend it and and just just for full transparency, if you have not been set, if you have not been doing that on a constant, you're not gonna get full transparent on the first day. Oh no! You're building a trust factor with your children. Mm-hmm. I would rather my sons come to us mm-hmm. to ask me the question or ask us the question about life mm-hmm. versus they feel like they cannot trust me enough to be able to ask the questions or have real conversation. And then they go out and they have that conversation with somebody else outside in the street. Who don't know nothing about nothing. Right. Y'all both on the same level. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want you to talk to the mother, the mother that's in the position that you're in currently. Mm -hmm. They might be in a transition person that's carrying multiple hats. Can you speak to that person or encourage that person in where they are currently? I was recently um, invited to be a part of a a woman's podcast. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit about this on that podcast. It's a lot easier for me to talk about, honestly, the mistakes that I made. Some people out here really and truly, they just feel like 
they just perfect moms. They were perfect moms. They was saved out the womb. Mm-hmm. They had a perfect kid. And now they just, they kind of spend their days <laughs> telling other moms what they doing wrong. My whole life, literally, my whole life at this point of my life is a faith walk. Mm-hmm. In my business, it's a faith walk. In my marriage, it's a faith walk. We've, we've been separated just the longest we ever been apart. And let me tell you something. I am not cut out <laughs> to be the spouse that is separated from her husband like that. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'll just share one scenario. And I know that this is going to help somebody because it helped me. So we're in transition. We're actually transitioning to another state. We're going from the south to the west. The thing about my husband is, see, God be giving him all these visions. He give him all the visions. But I'm the one that's writing the checks. And he excited because it's like, oh, let me show you what God said he going to do. Let me show you where we going to live. Let me show you where we going to drive. So he giving him the visions. And I'm writing the checks. It's check after check after check and zero after zero after zero. I started feeling like the woman with two mics. It might clear, it might not. I know I'm supposed to put my foot in the water and then the water is gonna part. But like, can you just give me a little glimpse? And it was like, no, I'm not giving you nothing. You make the move and then I'll set everything up once you make the move. So when he told me how much it was gonna cost, just a deposit now. I was like, okay, Lord, <laughs> you must be you must be about to bust a strong move. And I paid that money. And from the time I paid that money to today, it's it's been roughly about two weeks, mm-hmm. maybe now a little over two weeks. I told my husband, and I shared with the women, mm-hmm. that the Saw Society has generated more sales within these two weeks than we did the whole month of April. Mm -hmm. Like God is really showing himself strong on our behalf as it relates to our finances. Mm -hmm. How much do you really trust me? Like you say you trust me, but can you show me that you trust me? Like do I always gotta make the first move or can you step out by faith knowing that I cannot lie and I will not change. And you may not see it right off. You may be doing something and doing something and doing something every day. You doing all the right things. You saying all the right things. You keeping your composure. You got the stuff that sticks and you don't see nothing happening. All I can tell you to do is keep doing it because God cannot lie. It's impossible. What's your attitude right now? While you going through all of these different changes, how's your attitude? Are you in good spirits? Are you discouraged? That's where a mentor comes in. You need somebody that can keep you on that road. You don't want to get off that road because when you get off, it's just as hard to get back on. I could have easily stayed there like, man, all these zeros. But instead, I decided to say, you know what? As much as it costs Mm -hmm. to borrow somebody's house, we had the money to pay it. That is the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's his doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Hold the line, sis. Like, hold that line. Hold it. Hold that rope. Don't let go of that rope. Mm-hmm. Don't let go of that rope. Because your blessing is just on the other side. 
it's wonderful to be able to see the way that you do, you know what I'm saying, the relationship that you have yeah. with the boys, the yeah. fun yeah. that you have with the boys. Um, you know, it's wonderful to be able to see those moments. Yeah. But I'm grateful, though, seriously, to be able to see the love and how you do and how you have hold, held down a house. Thank um, you. You know, even in this time period. And Thank so, you. Um, you know, to the future and beyond, you know, we're going to see what God does. Yeah, it's an exciting time. It really is. Thank y'all um, for listening. Thank y'all for being a part of this wonderful conversation. Thank you again, honey. You're making googly uh, eyes at me. For sitting down. Oh, Jesus. He just came home. Yeah. The other day. Bless so. the Lord, oh my soul. We on Bliss Boulevard. <laughs> so for those that are listening, uh, you that are watching, make sure that not only that you are sharing and all those other wonderful pieces, but most importantly, we don't want you not to forget. I know that this is a men's podcast, but as a mother, there is a major role that you play in the lives of your sons. Absolutely. Um, and you know, daughters. And daughters. You're the, you're the voice that we hear. Uh, you're the voice that impacts our lives. And so you're a major part of what your sons will be. If you are married, um, if you are single, it doesn't matter that aspect. Your part still is vitally important. And I think that through this conversation on today that you'll realize and see that there's a very important thing that I think all of us as parents have to recognize and do. And that's what you was talking about earlier, honey, in reference to making sure that we are having the right conversations. Make sure all of her social media information and all of that will be underneath so you can be able to rock and follow her as well. Um, but just continue to flow with us, continue to be with us. And as always, continue to be great. I love you all. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I pray that this conversation was impactful to you in some form of way. What I want to make sure is that not only are you hearing and learning this information, but that you're taking the time to apply something, some nugget, some, some piece that you took from this conversation that you can say, I can apply this for my life to be better. I want you to continue to be with me and make sure that you're with me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next time, right here on the Focus on Greatness family. Bye-bye.